Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 14, chapter 170. Then he moved his hands while still bathed in tears, as if he were hugging the Blessed Virgin in his arms. And he began to call out in these words, O most holy mother of God, summit of all creation, most beautiful of all. Now, while he was saying this, his entire body was lifted up by the space of about a cubit or even more, with no assistance from anyone to our astonishment. We heard him say, O most holy virgin, O sweet mother of God, what have I done to deserve a visit from you? I fling myself into your arms, blessed virgin, for you have come to me today. What can prevent me from doing that? The holy man continued for a long time in this state of ecstasy and kept on calling to the mother of God in a familiar manner by name. Then he became quiet and seemed to lose control of his senses. He finally came to himself. The holy man continued for a long time in this state of ecstasy and kept on calling to the mother of God in a familiar manner by name. Then he became quiet and seemed to lose control of his senses. He finally came to himself and said to us who were there, did you see her, the blessed mother of God? Did you see that she was here and has totally cured my illness? He then hid himself under his top sheet and began to cry like a child. When he had recovered from that, he begged the doctors not to tell anyone what had happened or what they had observed while they were present. I must not forget to add what was even more remarkable that at the very moment when the Blessed Virgin appeared before him, he immediately recovered all his usual help. When he discovered, a little later, that it had become public knowledge that the Mother of God had appeared to him, being a man who hated to have a reputation, he did everything he could to have the matter glossed over. If he could not conceal it altogether, imitating the saints in this, it was all in vain. There were too many reliable witnesses who had heard from his own lips that he had really seen a vision. Those who have come to know Philip's humility and are familiar with the lives of the saints can never be surprised at what he was capable of. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, child of Mary, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Have you ever wondered in the Gospels why our Lord sometimes tells people not to tell anyone what he's done for them? Sometimes he would tell people that they are to tell no one what has happened. And the more he told them, usually the more they would go and spread it abroad. Why would our Lord do that? Why would he not want the word to get out? Well, there's different reasons for our Lord's actions, but one of the reasons is revealed to us tonight in the life of St. Philip. St. Philip did not want people to know that Mary had appeared to him. St. Philip did not want people to think he was a saint. He did not like to publish abroad the things that God had done for him, generally speaking. And that's kind of what our Lord was doing in the Gospels too. And by telling people, don't tell anyone, he was reminding them, don't make a display of the fact that God loves you. Don't show off. Don't try to tell everyone how great you are because of what I've done for you. And there's other people that our Lord told, go and tell everyone what mercy you've received. Or other times he'll say, let your light shine before men. And St. Paul even will tell people what a great sinner he was and how God converted him. So the point is that we have to have prudence. We have to have humility. Right? Humility keeps us from going after things that are beyond us. Humility is about our desires about our desiring things that are proper to us based on our own knowledge of our own defects and our weakness. The trouble is when we think that we're somehow worthy of these graces and we start telling everyone so that we'll seem great to them, impressive to them, that we can get something back from it. We can make use of it for some gain for ourselves, financial or or vainglory, or food, or whatever, all kinds of motivations. And so St. Philip was not interested in seeming good. He was interested in being good. He wasn't interested in everyone knowing that he was devoted to Mary. He was interested in being devoted to her. And he was actually, in a way, more interested in her than anything she could do for him. And how do we know that? Because what does he call her? The summit of all creation, most beautiful of all. The summit of all creation. What was the last thing that God made in the six days of creation? Well, he finally made the human beings. But if you look at the second creation story, he makes Adam and then from his side, he forms Eve. So Eve was in some way the summit of all the first creation. But Mary is the summit of all creation, new creation and first creation in the order of grace. Because she has been raised up as the mother of God and given all the graces she was given for that role above even the angels. She's the summit of all creation. And St. Philip was so enamored with her, the most beautiful of all, 
that he was totally focused on her. And that way he was more interested in her than being thought to be devoted to her. And she visited him in tonight's reading and she healed him. And yet she wanted other people to know. Philip didn't want people to know that she appeared to him, but she obviously wanted it to happen the way she did it. She wanted people to know that St. Philip was her chosen son. And she wanted people to know that at the root of his holiness, at the root of all the stuff he did, was his devotion to her, his love for her, that she was somehow the secret of his holiness. And we know that he reached out in the, in the dream with the vision and he was hugging her. Why? Because she has a body. She's in heaven. She was assumed into heaven. And Mary, in principle, can be hugged now in heaven, even with her body. Mary has gone before us. Mary looks down on all of us. She is the summit of all creation, but she's a mother. And so let us tonight fly to her in all our petitions. We do not worship her. We worship the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We adore the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We do not give the adoration proper to God to Mary, but we ask her to pray for us. We ask her to look upon us the way she looked upon that married couple when they had no wine. She's at the wedding feast of the Lamb in heaven. And just as she looked at that couple at the wedding at Cana, so at the wedding feast of the Lamb, she can look down on us in all of our needs. And she can obtain for us whatever we need. And if she obtains some kind of healing, it will be for our spiritual good. The main goal is not to be rich in this world, to be healthy in this world, to be famous in this world. The main goal is to be in heaven with the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph and St. Philip, so that with them we might praise and live the life of the Blessed Trinity forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.